Hey everybody, it is Julia. Hey, thank you again for your support and thanks to everybody who has shared some kind words about my podcast. I appreciate the feedback and also I want to say that at some point I will learn how to pause this recording, but until I do that, these have all been one take. So if I say something a little bit wrong, but you know what I mean, or I have to clear my throat, I hope you will be forgiving and understand that at some point I will get up to date on the technology. So I wanted to start with a quote today by Katherine Hepburn, and she said, if you want to change attitudes, start with a change in behavior. Now, this quote may sound totally contrary to what I've been sharing in my podcasts because I've talked a lot about how we can change our lives by changing our thoughts first, which leads to changing our behavior. So I've shared my favorite acronym many, many times, T-E-A-R, TEAR. Our thoughts create our emotions, our emotions drive our actions or behavior. And our actions or behavior create our results. And the more I work with people, the more I'm really blown away by how true this acronym is and how we all actually create so much of our realities based on our thoughts. But sometimes we get stuck on changing a thought and as a result have a hard time changing our behavior even when it's something we want to do. But for whatever reason, we have some resistance to doing it. For example, it is swimsuit season, and so I want to increase my fitness level, but I can't seem to stay away from food should taste good corn chips and exercise more, even though I know I'm thwarting my fitness goals. So in instances like this, we often have a tendency to overthink things and never feel motivated enough to make certain changes. We feel paralyzed or powerless in certain areas of our lives. lives, knowing that what we want is something that would be good for us, but for whatever reason, we have a hard time moving forward with it. I was chatting with someone who for like the last six months have been wanting to get up early and keep saying they're going to get up early and telling themselves to do this and they want to go jog and exercise, but then every day they hit the snooze button every single day, but they think about changing it so much to the degree that they think they're actually making progress as if thinking about it and saying, I'm working on it, actually means something. But just thinking about something you need to change does not change anything in your real world if your actions aren't in alignment with a thought. I talked about this in my last episode, that we think that reading, excuse me, see, there we go. We think that reading a bunch of self-improvement books or thinking about ways we need to prove qualifies as actual self-improvement, but we aren't going to see any change in our lives until we actually put what we're learning into action and changing our behavior in a way that will change our results. Sometimes we find ourselves thinking about something we want to change all day long. Maybe we want to get up earlier or change a bad habit or ask somebody on a date or work out or be nicer or do more service or make more money. We think about it all the time, but for whatever reason, we don't do anything about it. So, why don't we do the things that we know are good for us? We do some of them, but why are there certain things we neglect doing, even though we know they would be good for us? I have come up with a few reasons that could prevent us from making these improvements in our lives, 
And we've talked about one of these reasons a lot on my podcast, and it's that we have limiting beliefs that cause us to think that we don't deserve to take the time or the effort or expense it would require to work on ourselves. And another reason we might put off doing things that are good for us is that the new action would take us out of our comfort zone. I talked about that in another episode. So we resist taking that first step because it's an unknown and it's uncomfortable for us. Or maybe we don't know how to move forward and start working towards our goals. But with all the resources available to us on the internet, this is a relatively easy obstacle to overcome. And the last and maybe most compelling reason I came up with that that we, for why we avoid doing things that would be good for us is that these things sound hard and not doing them is easier. But can you imagine how much, how much less stress and guilt and frustration you would feel if you could somehow just make yourself do these things that you don't want to do that you know would be good for you? Not to mention how much happier and more effective you would be when you got the positive result of better fitness or a healthy relationship or more success or whatever it is that you want to change in your life. What if we did the things we knew were good for us even if we didn't feel like it? If you started that exercise regimen or eating better or talked to that cute girl at school or started standing up straight with your shoulders back today like right now and kept doing it, where would you be in a month or in a year or in five years? How would you feel? Would you be more confident? Would you feel more in control of your circumstances? I don't know what your result would be exactly, but I do know what your result will be if you don't start doing that thing. You will have no result and no change, and that I can guarantee. We often fall into the thinking that we need to feel motivated to change our behavior, like we have to feel pumped about doing it, and if we don't feel motivated, we don't do it. Now, the TEAR cycle, the acronym I just shared, the T-E-A-R, Thoughts, Emotions, Actions, Results cycle, is a real thing. But there is a simple backdoor hack you can employ when you are feeling stuck in your thoughts or just feeling plain unmotivated to take that first step. What if you were to commit to yourself that no matter what happens, you're going to take that action? No matter how tired you are or how demotivated you feel, what if you promise yourself that you'll do something to move the ball forward? Because the moment you start taking action, you'll start feeling motivated, which will lead to more motivation, which will lead to more action, and that cycle will continue as long as you continue taking action, even though you don't feel motivated to start. And I'm not asking you to conjure up fake motivation by playing Rock You Like a Hurricane really loud, or in my case, it would be Fergalicious really loud. I'm asking you to take action without the motivation. Take motivation and inspiration and feeling ready and pumped about it out of the equation and just do it anyway. Oliver Berkman is an author who wrote the antidote colon, happiness for people who can't stand positive thinking which is a title that makes me laugh, but he shares that when we say things like, I just can't get out of bed early, or I just can't get myself to exercise, what we really mean is that we can't get ourselves to feel like doing these things because physically nothing is actually stopping you from getting out of bed or exercising. You just don't feel like it. But Berkman asks, 
who says you need to wait until you feel like doing something in order to start doing it? If we all waited until we felt like doing something before doing it, we would not get very much done in a day. But culturally, we've all been so pampered that we have the idea that we need to feel like we want to take action before doing it. But you don't need to feel like doing it. You just need to do it anyway. That is the hack. Do it anyway. So most self-improvement modalities teach that the link between emotion and behavior is one way, which I've shared like 1,000 times throughout my episodes, including in this episode like five seconds ago, that we should change our thoughts first and then the action will follow. Thoughts create emotions, which create actions, which create results. And this is the most sustainable way to create change in our lives. But when we're feeling stuck on moving forward in certain areas, the relationship between thoughts and actions can work in the opposite way too. Research has shown that doing a certain action can elicit emotions that then create a result which can, which can lead to a new thought. And I don't have a catchy acronym for that, but it would be something like BERT or maybe BETTER. The key to doing these things that we've been putting off is not to wait for motivation and to stop overthinking it, but just to take action and get the ball rolling. And once the ball is rolling, it begins to gather momentum and then we develop the, mom- the motivation to continue due to the positive thoughts and emotions that this cycle produces. Dean Bokari, I do not know who he is, but I like what he says when he says it's easier to act yourself into a better way of feeling than it is to feel yourself into a better way of acting. So I call this a backdoor hack to changing our thoughts because Conventional wisdom and the majority of healing modalities like life coaching and traditional therapy teach us that motivation leads to action. The better you feel and the more excited you are, the more likely you are to take positive steps towards change. And this is often true, but what about when motivation fades away? Or when you never felt motivated to do it in the first place? In those instances, the best thing you can do is to take physical action first, which will then lead to changing your emotional state. So I think that people want to feel ready to take action. Like I'm a life coach and so I deal with a lot of people who are waiting for the right time to do something and they often don't feel ready to end a relationship or to start a new career or to date or to forgive. Even though they know these things would be best for them, they're still waiting until they feel ready before doing it, and that is what halts their progress. Sometimes the feeling doesn't doesn't come, and there's something else at play that's stalling them, and often it's something subconscious, which can be hard to pin down. Now, these concepts don't apply to all areas of our lives, because obviously people spend huge amounts of time doing things that they don't feel like doing, and we know that this is true because people go to jobs they don't feel like going to sometimes for their entire careers, or they make meals they don't feel like cooking because their children need to be fed. I think when other people are expecting us to do something, that expectation provides the motivation we need to do it. But we often run into trouble when we are doing something to better our own lives, just for ourselves. When we aren't accountable to anyone else to make this change, that's when we have the luxury of waiting until we feel ready, which usually means putting off the behavior indefinitely. And the funny thing is that most of these things we're putting off are good for us 
and would really improve the quality of our lives if we did them. And we're just waiting to feel inspired to do them. The renowned artist Chuck Close once said, quote, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work, end quote. So if you're sitting there putting off something that you don't feel like doing, remember that you don't actually need to feel like it. There is nothing stopping you from doing it right now, and you should just do it. Nike is totally onto something with their slogan, we all need to just do it. So by deciding in advance exactly what you're going to do and when and where you're going to do it, there is no deliberating when the time comes. Like, no, oh, do I really need to do this now? Or can't I do this later? Or maybe I'll do this later. Or maybe I'll do something else instead. Or I'll do it next time or tomorrow. It's when we deliberate that we weaken our resolve. You will have the most success by making a firm decision in advance and then keeping your word to yourself without getting your emotions overly involved. Remember, do not overthink it. Just do it. If you change your behavior, then you can change your mind about whether or not this is a good thing for you to do. And that's where you provide the motivation when you change your thoughts through changing your behavior. William James was one of the founding fathers of psychology, and he was one of the first to publicly share his theory that emotions come from the physical actions we take. He said it's not that we lose our fortune and then are sorry and cry, or we meet a bear and are frightened and run, or we are insulted by a rival and we get angry and strike, but that this order of sequence is incorrect. The more rational statement is that we feel sorry because we cry, angry because we strike, afraid because we tremble. He argued that it was the behavior that produced the emotion. And more recent research by Amy Cuddy, who is a professor and a researcher out of Harvard, and she has a really fantastic TED Talk about body language. You should check it out. I watched it twice. She found that having confident and powerful body language actually makes people feel more confident and powerful, even if they are just practicing the body language in private. And here's the more interesting part of that is that it made other people perceive the participants as more confident and powerful as well. And there was another study where people were forced to hold a pencil between their teeth and they found that the participants reported feeling happier because the action of holding the pencil mimicked a smile and was forcing them to smile and they didn't even realize they were doing it. But this action still led to an increase in happiness because they took the action that a happy person would take by faking a smile. And so this shows that our behavior affects our emotions. So clinical psychological research has shown that the fastest way to change an emotion is to change the behavior attached to it. Although the only way this could create a sustainable change would be if you did the behavior consistently, which would actually be the next step for you in creating a habit out of the behavior. So the trick is to take this action consistently until it does become a habit, even on days you don't feel like doing, which might be every single day. But remember to just do it. So for me, for example, 
Physical fitness is a really important part of my life and I usually exercise five or six days a week. But if I only exercised on days that I felt excited to do it, it would be like one, maybe two days a week that I would do it. But I just do it because I know it's good for me. I don't overthink it. I wake up and put on my exercise clothes first thing. And if my day is full and I have early obligations, I schedule it into my day still. I wake up early enough to exercise and shower before meeting my other obligations. And sometimes that means I'm getting up at 5.15 in the morning. Um, But I will say staying in bed always sounds nicer. Easier things always sound more appealing, I think, to everybody. But they are almost never the better option. So even though I don't always love the process of exercising, I love the result of feeling strong, of taking care of myself, and of setting a good example for my kids. These feelings are a result of my behavior, and they give me the motivation to keep doing it consistently. So think about it. When you're feeling down, I'm sure there's something you like to do to help you feel better. I have certain actions that I know will boost my mood. I love to ride my bike around the park or lay in the grass in my backyard. So you know, I know from your own experience that your behavior has a direct impact on your feelings. When you do something, there are certain things I'm sure you do and you know you feel different for having done it. Simply taking action can create the feeling you thought you needed to act in the first place. Now, none of these potential changes in behavior need to be intimidating. Sustainable change comes from a change in your habits and a change in your habits comes from sustained a sustained pattern of small actions. And these don't need to be huge changes in behavior. In fact, they shouldn't be because huge changes will threaten our subconscious mind, which is likely then to thwart our efforts because our subconscious mind likes to maintain the status quo and it will throw up roadblocks and resistance to big changes in behavior. But consistent small actions over time can put your life in a very different place from where it is now. A lot of times people feel resistant to taking that initial action because they focus too much they focus too much on the end result and it all feels very overwhelming and they keep waiting for the motivation which isn't going to happen because they're taking off taking too big a bites because they think they need to hurry and lose 50 pounds or get a promotion or make tons of money or work out every day forever and never eat sugar again or get married or start a business and these ideas of a total identity overhaul feel too big and just make them throw in the towel. Instead, we should be focusing on the small behavioral tweaks we can make that will eventually get us there. And by coaxing our thoughts to gradually change with us and change with our actions, we are creating a loop of increased motivation and positive behavior and positive results. And this motivational cycle can create the motivation to keep the behavior going eventually, getting us the results that we want. And once this happens, you have developed a habit. And once you've developed a habit, your goals practically take care of themselves. So keep it simple, don't overthink it, but just do it. This type of change falls into the, falls into the fake it until you make it school of thought. But Amy Cuddy, who I referenced earlier, and I should spell her last name C-U-D-D-Y, says not to just fake it until you make it, but fake it until you become it. Keep doing it until the new behavior 
becomes part of your identity. Changing these actions can be as simple as just changing the actions, one small action at a time. Don't overthink it and just ask if taking this action would improve your life. If the answer is yes, then just do it, despite your resistance to doing it. Make yourself do it. And then make yourself do it again. And again. And once you start to see the results you're hoping for, it won't be so hard to make yourself do it. And it's my guess that you'll get to the point that you actually want to do it. You may not always love the process of doing it, but you will love the result. So it's best to decide beforehand and then keep your commitment to the steps that you decide to do. So decide in advance what steps you're going to take because your emotions can cloud your judgment and affect your behavior if you try to decide in the moment what you're going to do. Even when you have a clear goal in mind, it becomes easy to talk yourself out of doing these things when you don't feel motivated or it just sounds like too much work or you just don't feel like it. It sounds hard. But here's the thing, and I'm repeating something my son Beck told me when I asked him how he stays so motivated. He is so focused and so motivated. And he said something like, I just realized that my future self only has my current self to rely on to create the kind of life I want in the future. So current Beck is responsible to do things for future Beck. So if you want to increase your fitness, nothing will change until you change what you do every day. If you want to be kinder or more thoughtful, nothing will change in your future until you change your behavior today. If you want more success at work, that's not going to happen on its own, but you have all the power to create these changes by taking action right now, even though you don't feel like it. So here are some tips for taking action when you don't feel like it. First, act as if you already have the result you're hoping to achieve. Act as if you're already that type of person. If you're feeling insecure, you'll probably wanna wait until you feel more confident to ask somebody on a date. Or if you're feeling blue, you might not feel like socializing until you feel happier. But indulging those emotions will only keep you in a funk. When you act as if you felt confident, studies will show that you will feel more confident. So go and ask that person on a date. Act as if you felt happier and studies will show that you will feel happier. Act as if you're someone that values fitness or as if you're a thoughtful friend or as if you're a model employee and with consistent effort, you will become that type of person. The next step you could make is to commit to making at least one small step towards your goal every day and I want you to avoid big changes in behavior but just add small tweaks to your daily routine that will move you in the direction of your goals. Wake up and put your workout clothes on immediately or buy food at the grocery store that a healthy person would eat or wake up 10 minutes earlier to allow time for meditation and keep in mind that you're not going to feel like doing these things. Expect that resistance but doing but do it anyway. Make these actions a non-negotiable part of your day, every day, and schedule the time you need for these actions. If you don't deliberately schedule it into your day, I can guarantee that nothing will change. So maybe the first small step you need to take is to create the time in your schedule, because without doing this, it is inevitable. 
that we will end up disappointing ourselves. And last, acknowledge yourself and your efforts. Take some time to really feel gratitude towards yourself for your efforts. And doing this will make a positive connection in your brain associated with a new behavior. This step may not feel like it's important, but it's this, this pat on the back that's going to expedite the creation of a healthy, healthy habit because positive feedback is a very strong motivator. A productive daily habit takes deliberate effort to get it going, but over time, dedicating yourself to a daily practice is what builds the motivation and creates the habit. So you don't need to think about it more or read more self-help articles on motivation. You just need to do it. So force yourself to take that first step. Force yourself to take that action. And if you do it consistently, especially when you don't want to, you'll get the results you're looking for, which will increase your motivation and ultimately change your thoughts. Doing it once or twice isn't going to change anything for you. You need to do it every day. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So take that first step, even though you don't feel like it, and do it today. And I want to thank you for listening, and I look forward to connecting soon and hearing all about your new habits.